Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Two, set, Today, I want to start my intro with something that's a little sentimental, and I think it's just because I've had this emotional day, but like in a positive way. Um, Kayla, you more than anyone except for maybe Corey knows that I have kind of been struggling lately to be positive or optimistic about much just because I may have shared this on the podcast, but I'm currently unemployed and I've been unemployed for like a couple months now at this point. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that in a sense, because a lot of people are unemployed. People have been Mm -hmm. furloughed, etc. whatever. So it's made me reminiscent on like our friendship, Kayla, and like the podcast and kind of where the podcast started and all this. So uh, yesterday I was not having a good day. I was just kind of like not knowing what to do with myself. I should be productive. I should do this, that to try to make myself feel worthy or whatever by like doing laundry or cleaning or whatever. And I found myself feeling like bored and just not in a good mind space and whatnot. So I tried to journal. I tried to do the things that I tend to like to do. And I just like couldn't find the inspiration. But I try not to let it get the best of me. So today I had a friend who reached out to me and said that they had listened to Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark's uh, audiobook for their Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered. And I, we both started listening to My Favorite Murder and that's kind of how I got into podcasts. Yeah, that's how I got into podcasts too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're huge role models for us and like, first podcast that we ever listened to both of us mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and we've always been like oh I'm the I'm the Georgia you're the Karen whatever so yeah. I think that's really kind of how the podcast got inspired um but I listen to their podcast from time to time but I'm like man I really have never actually touched their book I knew they had a book but my friend was now recommending it to me and I just was like maybe I should give it attention so on audible I downloaded and listened to some of they're stay sexy, don't get murdered. Mm-hmm. And they came across a chapter where Karen explains what self-care is. Her explanation of self-care, I think, is very different from what we imagine. We think like taking baths, face masks, putting on makeup or like meditating, doing yoga, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And she came, she ended up saying that she has this theory or that she came across a theory of this clutch five, the clutch five being like your five closest friends. Like you've got five really good, like girlfriends or friends. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about you. And it made me think about just this podcast and where it all came from and just how grateful I am for you and all this other stuff. So I just was feeling very inspired today. I just kind of wanted to, to share my feelings on it because there's going to be bad days, but then there are those good days. And to, when you do have a good day to just like fully embrace it and, and live it out and just appreciate it while it lasts. That's awesome. I'm very grateful for you. Yeah. I love being your friend. I was all emotional, but I'm like, wow, I'm just so grateful for you and this podcast and like to kind of come like this full circle with that, with, uh, the, my favorite murder podcast and the, their book, stay sexy, don't get murdered with, I highly recommend people go and read or listen to because they are just two women who I think are very, uh, inspirational they've gone through a lot of shit way more shit than I've gone through but mm-hmm. you know like they just give me a little bit of a boost when I need it yeah oh my gosh thank you for sharing um I feel like I want to go listen to the book now too um, yeah ultimately yeah. her best her best self-care is her girlfriends like mm-hmm. she says going and hanging out with like you can't have like 30 close friends you've got to have those five she says five is a great number mm-hmm. and they're your clutch five yes and oh my gosh to, to see them and talk with them and whatnot that's like the best type of self-care oh, how true that's so true mm-hmm. yeah oh my gosh well thanks for sharing that mm-hmm. on that note welcome back iconics and if you're new to the podcast i'm kayla And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I love BTS in those jeans during the Microcosmos performance. Mm, me too. <laughs> or <laughs> the color pink belongs to Kim Sok Jin and only Kim Sok Jin. 100% true. If you're down for that, then you're in the right place. Because today we're talking about a conglomerate of BTS content, which Bethany will explain a bit further in a second here. Um, but real quickly, I did want to say that next week we will have a special fanfic files episode. Yes, so be looking forward to that. Ooh, it's been a it's been a hot minute since we've done a fanfic files. It has been a minute. And um, you guys, this one is going to be incredible. I'm so excited for it. Um, I am too. <laughs> so is Bethany, obviously. Um, and then the week... <laughs> Um, and then the week after that, we're going to do the DNA music video, DNA era music videos. I know that we just said a couple weeks ago, like, oh, we're going to do, you know, love yourself her era. And then we didn't because of D2. So we felt like there was a little bit of a low for BTS content. And then right when we said that it just like spiked. Yeah. So (laughs) we kind of just left it in the dust for a bit. 
for sure. Um, but those are those. That's what's coming up. Um, before we get further into the episode today, we do want to thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at Patreon.com/standingbts. Also, um, if you're a $5 patron, we have those reaction videos that are posted. We just posted the uh, Dejita uh, reaction video. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support you guys have to offer is super appreciated. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you guys. Um, also, thank you in joining us and donating to our June charity of the month, which is Black Lives Matter. Um, please take action to support Black Lives Matter in your personal life as well. Have the tough conversations with your friends and family. It really now is the time. Um, please follow the link in the description to donate. Okay, so for an overview of this episode, we have to kind of lead in to explain the idea and what a spotisode is. So for this whole podcasting, yeah. I don't know, career, hobby, whatever you want to call it, uh, we have come across times where we're like, oh, we should have like a content of the week or, oh, this happened. Maybe we can hit on it next week. How can we bring it in? You know, maybe we can bring it in a little bit at the intro or the walk-in or whatever. It's gotten to the point now where we're like, we need another series where we can just cover all sorts of random BTS content (laughs) that aren't really connected other than the fact that it's just recent events of BTS stuff happening. Yeah. So we came up with the title of a spotisode, which is kind of inspired by the My Favorite Murder minisodes that they have i don't know if this will be a minisode mm-hmm. we really don't know how long this is going to last but in today's spot episode where we talk about an abundance of just relevant bts content right now we are going to talk about their one million dollar donation to black lives matter we're going to talk about the youtube class of 2020 the commencement speech and the performance uh then we're going to get into a little bit of the controversy that went on with uh yoongi's or augusti's mixtape Then we're going to get into a little bit of J-Hope's song slip that he did on YouTube, uh, his YouTube live. We're not going to get too in-depth on that one. But then we're going to get into some of the Festa stuff that's going on because Festa is happening right now, which is crazy. Uh, We'll also talk about Jungkook's Still With You, a single release that he put out. Um, And then we're just going to kind of wrap up the episode. So a whole cluster of things that are really uh, current and things that are going on right now that we just felt like we just have to talk about all of it. Yeah. So first, let's just dive in and talk about the one million dollar donation to Black Lives Matter. So. Um, on June 4th, BTS tweeted that they are against racism and violence with the hashtag Black Lives Matter, stating, we stand against racial discrimination. We condemn violence. You, I, and we all have the right to be respected. We stand together. So the donation that they did was transferred early earlier this week. And BTS, of course, didn't actually say that they donated it. But of course, it was leaked from somewhere uh, inside the organization 
and Black Lives Matter confirmed the receipt um, to Big Hit on Friday. So Kaylee Scales, the managing director for Black Lives Matter, uh, related to their donations, said, Black people all over the world are in pain at this moment from the trauma of centuries of oppression. We are moved by the generosity of BTS and allies all over the world who stand in solidarity in the fight for Black lives. Yeah, Wow. When this was released on Twitter and was kind of put into the news, I just, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I mean, I guess I could, but like $1 million for a donation. I just kept thinking about like how it got, how it got leaked because imagine the amount of clearances that had to go through. I don't even know how you transfer that large amount of money. Yeah. It just goes to show that maybe on I mean, they had done this a a while ago, like a couple weeks ago. And when all this was kind of happening, all the Black Lives Matter movement and that it was really picking up momentum, a lot of armies or some armies or some antis, I don't know who, were kind of like, oh, why is BTS not saying anything? Why are they not using their platform? When in reality, they were secretly donating a million dollars. Yeah, Like, probably that entire time, the entire time they were quiet about it, they were probably coordinating, you know, getting that set up and trying to get that donation there, you know, just because it is, like, the group of them doing that. Um, Just incredible that BTS did that and that already, you know, ARMY was calling for action online, too. We've talked about, you know, in recent weeks how active ARMY has been on Twitter, um, you know, really supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. They have. So when this got released that they had donated a million dollars, there was a hashtag that was started among ARMY and K-pop stands all over social media saying hashtag match a million. And it went viral. And when we went in to do this research, this was just fresh. This was new. This this news of them donating a million dollars. But now as we're going in to record we found out that armies and K-pop stands managed to collectively raise a million dollars together to donate to Black Lives Matter. Amazing. Amazing. So it's not even just like it's the million from BTS and it's the million from ARMY mm-hmm. standing behind this this incredible movement that is worldwide right now that has so much momentum and that has so much promise that it's going to bring about change. It's incredible. Yeah. It's it's such an incredible moment of humans coming together for human rights, you know? And uh, just the, we always, I feel like we talk a lot about the collective power that ARMY can have on social media um, and how social media can also connect us and make us stronger. And I think this is such a beautiful example of that happening um so thank you to all the armies that donated um jordan and i donated last week and um you know just thank you to everybody who's doing something because this is just it's been incredible to see the turnout for this movement yeah and thank you to all our patrons um and to all of you iconics who are choosing to donate alongside us for our charity of the month for june which is black lives matter it's just a great network of people. Like it makes me proud. It makes me so proud. It I can feel good about buying Bon Voyage and buying all sorts of random, not really needed BTS content. Um, 
because mm-hmm. I know that I'm supporting a group of wonderful, wonderful people that are doing good things and stand behind yes, things that I exactly. also want to stand behind. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So that was incredible. Uh, if you guys are our patrons, you can also check out for our Google Doc. We've got references to incredible articles and other things. Uh, so definitely go check it out. But next, we're going to talk about the YouTube class of 2020. So this was a YouTube event that was hours long and it had tons of people who made commencement speeches and did performances uh people like president barack and michelle obama uh really really great Mm -hmm. people beyonce you know so it was such a huge lady gaga like yeah a ton of different musicians and you know just like big voices Mm -hmm. here in like like big celebrities here in western media Mm -hmm. uh and bts got to be a part of it which was really so exciting i was so proud and happy to see that they were in the list of these really great leaders of the world right now. So they had a commencement speech for the class of 2020, dear class of 2020. And each member tells a story of their graduation one at a time. So Namjoon first kind of introduces what they're doing. Uh, He's sending like an overall congratulatory graduation message. Uh, But then it kind of flips over to Jungkook. Mm -hmm. And we see all of the BTS members individually give their kind of two cents of, I don't know, uh, inspiration, advice. Like reflection about their graduation and yeah. So Jungkook starts out by saying, all I've done is continue on, but even today I continue to learn new things. So here I stand with my members, with my faith in myself and in the world. And I hope you will also do the same for yourself and move forward. I love that. I love like his his sentiment all I've done is continue to move on you know he he had wondered how he got to that point but really he's just kept moving forward and he has you know faith in himself that he can you know continue on Mm -hmm. doing that Mm -hmm. um the next person that kind of gave their two cents was Jin and just a couple quotes from him that resonated with us one was he said Attempting to keep up with my friend's speed would only leave me breathless. I soon realized their pace was not my own. What held me together during those times was a promise I made to myself. Take it slow. And I really love that quote because it's people, it's so easy to compare where you are at in life to where other people are in life. um, Or even just what somebody is doing day to day versus what you're doing day to day. And I really like his approach because it's like giving yourself a break, you know, it's okay to take it slow and to not worry about keeping up with, you know, whatever you think you need to be keeping up with. You really can't compare yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. I like that message. And also just take it slow some yeah. of us really need to just hear that uh another couple of quotes that we really loved from his message was if any of you feel lost in the face of doubt or uncertainty or the pressure of starting anew don't rush take a deep breath you may find any moment can be turned into an opportunity allow yourself to take it easy take it one step at a time boy when he said that i really felt that yeah. like take it slow there's no rush like and just understand that opportunity will come. It will come. Mm -hmm. So he also says, 
you might discover the important things you were missing and they will reach out to you. So in reference to like, if you're rushing through things, you'll miss out on, on other opportunities mm-hmm. if you're just rushing too quickly. Yeah. Uh, so definitely take it easy. Take it slow. I love the idea of things reaching out to you. It's not that you're specifically searching or seeking for something, but if you're being patient with it, things will present themselves to you. I just, I love that sentiment. Because it's true. It is true. It's true. It's really hard to know when you're young, though, because mm-hmm. you haven't come across a whole lot of reaching out at that mm-hmm. point in terms of like really great opportunity. Uh, so, yeah, I love, yeah. love that he mentioned that. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah. You can see the, the true wisdom that Yungi has that I think has always been there. Yeah. Um, but now that he's just been really embracing philosophy and reading a lot of literature, you can see that he's like really about it right now. Yeah. Uh, a couple of quotes that resonated with us too from Yungi was take your hands off what you can't control and get your hands on what you can change. We find ourselves in so many situations out of our grasp, and the only thing we can control is ourselves. Boy, Mm. someone who's going through unemployment right now needs to hear this. I I have no control over who reaches out to me or whatever, but the things that I can control are like my resume and where I'm applying and blah, 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 you know, who I'm reaching out to. Those are the things that I can change or I can adapt whatever I need to adopt to like get to where I want to be. But yeah, finding yourself in situations where it's like out of grasp, you just can't do anything about it. And you just have to take control of yourself and what you can present and what you can do. Yeah. Really such great words of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Completely. Uh, The next person up was Jimin. And something that he said was, we all are in different parts of the world in different environments and circumstances. But in this moment, I hope we can all give each other a warm pat on the back and say, it's okay. And he was just very, very comforting throughout his little speech. And it was just like everything that, you know, I needed just to hear him, you know, even the visual giving each other a warm pat on the back and saying, it's okay, you know, yeah. very comforting and the sweet. sense of unity and mm-hmm. altruism. Yeah. Yeah. So Hosak was after Jimin and something that I like that he said that super resonated with me. And I really want to take this because it's already kind of something that I, you know, I, I speak on this topic with my students, but I just feel like that I could take this quote and like, I mean, have it on the board all year. I just feel like it's so perfect. He says the next attempt might not be perfect, but the second is better than the first. And the third is even better than the second. 
And that is the moment I decide I'm glad I chose not to give up. And I love this. I love this because really, you know, you go through, I know like he's speaking in the context of like graduates, but I mean, you could even be talking, applying to your situation right now or like me with like depression, you know, like you go through phases in your life, like everybody has hard, tough times in their life and, you know, but you keep going and you don't give up in those moments, you know, and you keep moving on and trying your best and continuing to make it happen. And then you realize you're glad that you didn't give up because, you know, you you, persevere, you You work with it. it. You, you get back up, you pat the the dirt off your knees and you just keep going Mm -hmm. onward. Yeah. I always say that you never fail. You never truly fail until you give up on yourself because once you've given up on yourself, there's no redemption from that, you know? And I really feel like this is along those same lines. That's the truth. Yeah. Something that also resonated with me that J-Hope ended up saying was there will be times in your life when you question your own decisions, whether it be about your major or your profession, whether you have made the right choice, whether you're doing well or walking the path of failure. And when you do remember, you are the leader of your own life. I love that because there will be times in your life where you do question the path you've taken. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone who has a lot of anxiety, uh, I definitely fear that I'm walking the path of failure a lot. I really think about, I think failure is my biggest fear in life. Truly. I've just Mm -hmm. learned that about myself. Um, But to hear that reassurance of you are the leader of your own life and just going back to what Yungi said, too, I just felt like this was also inspiring. And this is for like new graduates who are going out, but it could be for anyone in any Mm -hmm. point in time. Uh, Just when I heard this, I'm like, wow, I can really, you know, take take the lead of my own life. And though there are extraneous factors that I can't control, um, I can still persevere. I can still go and achieve what I want to do. Yes. Him him and his little chant, like I can do it. And his little finger in the air. I can do it. Yeah. So cute. Mm -hmm. And so So true. I, I feel like we could watch this video anytime just as like an inspirational speech video, because I feel the same way. I did not expect it to be, I didn't expect their commencement speech to be this aspiring. I knew it would be, but man, it was mm-hmm. like when we watched it together, we're like, damn, this is a lot. This is incredible. You know their motivation because they know that all armies are going to watch this video and they just want to send like this message of, you know, strength and hope and togetherness, you know, and to, to all of us, you know, like always, <sighs> I love them. Always thinking about us. (laughs) (laughs) How do they exist? Uh, Okay. So Young was after J-Hope and he ended up saying, I hope we can take bits of this moment with us in a photograph or a memo to look back and to remember June 2020 and how it compares with the new today you will be embracing. I just love this because he loves photography and everything and Namjoon kind of references back to him. But like, even though right now it seems really challenging and really difficult or, you know, there's everything is chaotic and crazy and just it seems very abnormal. There's a lot, so much going on in June of 2020. Nothing that we could have ever mm-hmm. predicted. So even though it feels maybe miserable or sad or just not what you wanted at this moment in time that like this is a part of your history and 
you know, the new today and the future, basically, you'll look back and you'll embrace this moment and you'll be, you'll be grateful Mm -hmm. for it because you either learned something or challenged yourself in some way. some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really love what he went on to say. And he said, in all honesty, I wasn't born with the talents of singing and dancing. And I wasn't much the persevering type either. I began later than my friends and was lacking in some aspects, but I soon developed a passion for singing and dancing. This joy motivated my persistent efforts and has led me to where I stand today. And this resonated with me because... um, I'm a teacher, but I didn't grow up wanting to be a teacher. Like a lot of people who go into education, like know from a young age, like they want to be a teacher. And like a lot of people, that's that's what they always wanted to do. And that was not my story at all. Um, I feel like I started later in that aspect, you know, um, but now that I'm in it, I love it. And it is my joy and my motivation and my passion. And I feel like I, you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, like I ended up in this perfect profession for me, you know, you know, and I didn't plan for it my whole life, but it's just where, you know, I thrive. And, um, so I feel like it happened with Young too. Like he never, um, thought that this was where he would be, but it's where he's found his passion and where he's happy. So he took those it. opportunities and embraced them and went with it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So lastly, Namjoon says, The just mentioned memos and photographs. For us, our way of remembering and communicating is to make music. For you, it can be anything. In our music and in our hearts and in the time we break out of ourselves, we're alone, but we're also together. For me, what I loved about this was that they contribute and, you know, make memories and communicate with other people and just send their message through music. For us, it can be anything. And it's like, that is what you need to be looking for in your heart and soul when you are uh, looking for a career or for what mm-hmm. you what kind of lifestyle you want to live. I thought it was a great way to end and wrap up all of this commencement speech to just to leave the door open, all the doors open practically. Like Namjoon's like, as long as you are remembering things and communicating and feeling happy, mm-hmm. you know, the world is your oyster kind of as cheesy. Yeah. Find like, a way to communicate yourself to the world yeah. and, you know, and however you do it, be passionate and, you know, you can face any mm-hmm. obstacle and, you know, but you can also take it easy and, you know, you don't have to worry where you are at in life, you know, just mm-hmm. control what you can and keep going. Control what you can change what you can change mm-hmm. what you can. Yeah. So thanks, BTS, for that inspirational yes, speech. That was incredible. It was also motivating. Um, mm-hmm. But after this, many, 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 many hours later is what it felt like. Uh, <laughs> they had their performance of Boy With Love, Spring Day, and Microcosmos. They were the last to perform, mm-hmm. which to me was like YouTube saying they are the biggest performance of the entire night. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying, this is the headliner. We're going to put their speech in the middle and their performance at the end so armies will watch the entire thing. Exactly, exactly. More viewership. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So this was really interesting. So because of COVID and everything, they performed in Korea this performance. It was pre-performed and recorded, but it was performed at the National Museum of Korea. Uh, 
And that was just a beautiful setting and it was just such a gorgeous setup for them. But we have to be honest, for the actual performance of Boy With Love, Spring Day, and Microcosmos, pre-Dear Class of 2020, when it was all kind of being rumored, we heard that they were performing Boy With Love. And Kayla, Mm -hmm. you and I were both kind of whatever about it like uh we've seen it perform so much like we've seen boy with love like i remember thinking why wouldn't they perform on why wouldn't they want to promote seven i understand and i totally agree that boy with love is a total bop and it's a banger and it's a fun dance it's upbeat whatever Mm -hmm. but i was kind of like not super excited for the performance but i also didn't know that they were performing spring day and microcosmos Right. I think like the thing about not being excited for Boy With Love, it was just that it wasn't going to be anything new, you know, and we were really hoping, I guess, you know, it's not like they've put out new music, but we've just been so starved that we were really hoping for something different. And we feel like we've seen so many of those performances. So we were actually planning to watch it together and then when we found out it was only boy with love we like we're like okay well we'll just catch it later on youtube (laughs) and so we didn't actually watch it together and then like i was scrolling through tiktok later and i started seeing these clips of spring day of like curly beautiful haired taeyang like serenading the camera and i was like wait they performed other songs yeah um so (laughs) i had to text you and say bitch they performed Spring Day and Microcosmos. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't responded for a little bit just because I was with friends, but you were like, there's no way you're asleep right now, bitch. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I had texted you like 40 times. Okay. Because you were fangirling like, through the whole thing and I wasn't with you and I feel bad. I was fangirling so hard and I didn't, I went into the video not expecting to fangirl. Like I was just expecting to just watch and, you know, be like, oh, like this is very enjoyable. But, um, yeah, I was fangirling so hard. I, I sent you probably like 20 pictures and like 10 different <laughs> text messages about them. Truly and I like really 20 was like, screenshots. <laughs> I was like, it's only 1050. I know you're not asleep. <laughs> And I had, I could not understand how oh, you were not uh, responding. Yeah. Well, anyways, I ended up watching it too. And I, of course, spammed you with fangirling shit. But uh, overall, we both were so pleasantly surprised by this performance. It was so great. It was so cute. It really felt like BTS concert ex- like experience. Yeah, especially Spring Day and Microcosmos. Yeah, Spring Day and Microcosmos for sure. I just cannot get over how playful Young was for the entire thing. I mean, really, Spring Day and Microcosmos, but Young, especially during Spring Day, like with Jen next to him, he was so mm-hmm. playful. I couldn't get over it. My heart was melting. I was trying to look at all the other members, and of course I was occasionally, but anytime Young was anywhere on the screen, he was just trying, he was like stealing the show. I was like, oh my God, he's yes. being so silly and fun. um i like literally you know i was fangirling so hard and i was getting like choked up over just taeyong's voice because like his the these live vocals were so incredible and his voice was just so rich oh and 
I forgot how featured he is in Spring Day. Like, he has so many lines. I was just getting choked up with that. And, like, then he was just so beautiful. And then when he grabbed onto Jin and, like, he's, like, mm-hmm. smiling. Oh, so... I literally cried. I literally was like, take He got Jin all bashful and shy. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm trying to ignore you, but I can't. Oh. <laughs> it was such a good time. So yeah. Also, during spring day, something that really hit me was, like, of course, I always get a little teary-eyed when I listen to spring day, especially when they're performing it anew, but J-Hope singing during Mm. spring day, I felt like tears were really going to fall from my eyes. They didn't, but I was, like, (laughs) I got seriously choked up. Yeah. His voice was just so, like, low and, like, calming and just beautiful, like... Uh, and him with that mm-hmm. red microphone, I just can't get over it. Um, something, I know, all of their sparkly, fabulous microphones. Just added, that also added to like the concert vibe, because we only see those at concerts and they were using those. And I was like, oh, feels like a concert. Mm-hmm. Um, something that they did during Microcosmos, V-Men like switched microphones in a, like a cut between, they, it was, they were singing facing each other. They both had their own microphones during that time. Right when they pull apart to face forward again, they're switched. They've switched their microphones and uh-huh. um, it's super subtle and quick, but um, yeah, they just kind of like full big hit editing team on Sneaky. that one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They're so fun. Um, Yeah. I guess lastly about this performance is that the whole time they just all look so fucking good. Like. Incredible. I love that we got like three different outfits kind of. Yes. Yeah. Three different outfits. Yeah. They changed Mm -hmm. it up. And especially I would say for Microcosmos, those outfits were really good i mean those (laughs) jeans those jungkook's like fitted jeans and that colorful like open shirt black t-shirt with Mm -hmm. the chain oh my god yeah (sighs) incredible i know but they really their live (laughs) vocals were incredible they were beautiful and stunning and they looked like they had such a fun time all of them looked like they had an absolute blast it felt like a concert it's all army could have hoped for yeah it was so fun Mm mm-hmm Okay, so next we're going to talk about Augusti's D2 mixtape and the controversy behind the song, What Do You Think? So at the beginning of What Do You Think? There is a sample of a man talking. It's kind of an audible, but basically we come to find out later and Kayla, you and I both did not know this. It wasn't Mm -hmm. until this was revealed that the sample is a speech from Jim Jones. So if you guys don't know who Jim Jones is, Jones was responsible for a mass murder-suicide at the commune famously known as Jonestown and has been mentioned in many songs and music videos since, but he was basically an American cult leader in the 70s who... Mm -hmm. murdered a bunch of people by like brainwashing them in this cult that he led yeah uh very tragic but also we just really need to say that this happened in the 70s kayla i feel like a big part of the reason i know about jim jones is because of our passion for true crime uh but Mm -hmm. i feel like for yoongi or anyone from big hit or korea to know much about jim jones or whatever would be you know 
I would very be surprised. Rare. Very rare. Yeah. yeah. And to see later on like that we, I didn't know that like he had been sampled or mentioned in various other songs and music videos. So like I could see how Yoongi or someone from Big Hit staff could be exposed to these speeches or whatever and just mm-hmm. think to at least like samples of yeah, it. Yeah, these samples yeah. and be like, "Oh yeah, let's put a little bit of that in there or whatever," but not really knowing the background for it. Mhm. Yeah, it's just crazy to me that this happened to be the speech and like the person that was sampled. I remember wondering during research what it was and even trying to like catch some of the words that are being said because it's I mean like you said some of it's inaudible like you can't really discern what they're saying, but I even like tried to google a phrase and see if anything came up and I mean, we we thought maybe it was from like an old movie or something. Yeah, you know? we really thought um, it was from an old movie. I'm like, this is like definitely from a different time. Like yeah, it's like somebody yelling at like their yeah. wife or something. And yeah, like that's really what was, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, it just just really surprised us, and it was a weird crossover. Our two worlds colliding, like our our like our love for true crime and also like Min Yoongi. Like, what is happening? Yeah, but, yeah. It yeah. was definitely unintentional, but we are talking about it because Yoongi faced so much backlash for it. Mm-hmm. As if, like, it was intentional, as if it was, like, praising or glorifying Jim Jones or the action of cult leaders, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do think that that's not their intention at all. Uh, Big Hit issued a formal apology stating the spoken sound sample of a speech inserted at the beginning of What Do You Think? One of the songs listed on BTS member Suga's mixtape D2 was selected by a producer who worked on the track for the song in consideration of the overall ambiance of the song without specific intention or awareness of the identity of the individual whose voice is featured. Uh, They also said, we have our various processes for reviewing our content that are targeted to our global audience to try to avoid scandal, cultural, and historical issues, but we also have our limitations in understanding and responding to every situation. Um, I think that this statement to me is very sufficient like I'm not trying to be a big hit apologist or anything but I do feel like this was a complete accident on their part and they did go and remove the sample from the song um at least I know they did on Spotify because that's what you told me but it's gone I have Apple Music and it's still on there like I just downloaded the album on there and it's still there but um I don't think that Yoongi was trying to glorify this at all. Obviously, Jim Jones was a horrible person. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that they addressed it and that they took it took it out. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we're going to talk a little bit about J-Hope's recent YouTube live that he did only for a little part of it. We might do a quarantine content part two. Maybe we'll see. Mm. Uh, But we just want to put this in there because it was people were freaking out about it on Twitter and social media. So in his recent YouTube live, he's got his headphones on and he's listening to a song and he's vibing to it. And then all of a sudden someone comes knocking on his door. He takes off his headphones. He looks around and he sees that they're like calling him over. So he gets up from his chair to go out and we can only assume that this is big hit staff. And we find out that they were basically telling him that what he was playing on his headphones was too loud and that people watching could hear it. And he was like, 
oh shit, like very quick to turn it off. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh my gosh, this is another song for either this next next album, like a new BTS album, or maybe another Hope World, like another yeah. Hosok mixtape, another J-Hope mixtape. I can't even, no, no, I'm not prepared. No. I'm not even over Hope but World, we, and it's been out for like over know. two years. We know <laughs> that they're working on their next album. So that is true. Yeah, that's my guess, but Hope World, another that's Hope World too, would be amazing. Because like all of these YouTube lives, they seem to be working on the album or working on things or talking about things leading up to the album and like the creation of the album. So yeah, that's kind of what I think. But yeah, I agree. So the next thing we're going to talk about, and I guess kind of this is the last bigger topic, is Festa 2020. Yeah. So we want to say happy Happy 7th anniversary, anniversary, BTS. BTS. (laughs) Yay. Um, We're so excited to celebrate their anniversary once again. Um, And one of the first things that they put out to celebrate Festa this year was a poolside performance from the Love Yourself Answer era of Airplane Part Mm 2. So, so cute. Uh, I was so excited to see this because I love this era and how they all look like we've got the the cherry hair from jungkook and Mm -hmm. you know it's just a fun era um but we're just going to share some of our favorite things from this video one of the things that just absolutely killed me was yoongi hanging out fairly close to the camera pretty much the whole time he wandered here and there but he's just not doing much but he's like standing to the side. He will not directly look into the camera. He's being elusive as fuck. Uh, <laughs> even during his verse, he barely side eyes at the camera. But to me, it's just so funny that he's like up right next to the camera, but refuses to look into the lens. Yeah. I just think it's so Yoongi. We get the little side eye. He's so cool. He's so, you know, chill. I just love him. <laughs> um Another thing I really loved was V-Hope in the background at one point are totally feeling each other up. They are vibing. Jin ends up joining them later, but I really love that part. Uh, and then something else I really loved was just, guys, we got blonde Jin during this era. And he has those like classic Jin cult yes. white, those white bulky sunglasses <laughs> on. I uh, love Jin cult. I'll never be over those sunglasses. No, never. They just had such a fun time together during this. Like, no matter who was actually delivering their lines at the time, the rest of them were kind of just fooling around in the background. Um, I really enjoyed watching them play around with the pool floaties. They, like, went and grabbed them out of the pool. And they're just being big weirdos and dorks. And, um... Yeah. (laughs) Like, completely. Namjoon was so funny at one point he like found like one of those plastic like four-legged pool chairs i guess all chairs are four-legged but you know what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) like yeah and he he like was carried it over his head and was like carrying it across the background like what are you doing being so chaotic they were all just being so chaotic and goofy and fun and just we live for these these bonton moments because they seem to be scarce yeah. at this point. Yeah, we definitely live for these types of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, another video that they've put out is a rehearsal stage cam for Dionysus at Speak Yourself in Seoul. Um, we're not going to go too deep into this video because we've talked about Dionysus performances so much. But what we do have to say is that 
we both could not stop watching Hosok this entire time. Like he really gave his all for that performance and we could not help but fangirl over him so much. The entire time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They all did terrific, but really Hosok stood out so much to us. Yeah. Uh, so they also released the BTS 2018 Mama Performance Practice Dance video. Uh, this was kind of new for us. We had seen this performance during Mama 2018, but we had not really seen a dance practice video that had, you know, that they had performed and got ready for this this Mama performance where they performed Fake Love specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I have to say for this performance, we totally got dance king Young, and for the dance practice video he's wearing this fully purple tracks like velvet tracksuit uh he really stands out and he has the intro for this this little intro for the uh fake love performance and it just you know he got his little time his little time to shine mm-hmm. as a dancer and just so proud dance yes. king dance king and that purple tracksuit is just incredible absolutely incredible Mm. Mm. yes um okay so we're kind of gonna go into detail on like one tiny little moment of this (laughs) of this dance but very specific moment guys you had sent me a, a clip from instagram you know somebody's instagram post and it's part of it's literally right at the beginning of this performance it's a little jungkook and j-hope dance solo um in the video it's at 45 seconds and we just or it begins at 45 seconds but so we just have to talk about it so we need to talk about this specific dance move that was featured in this clip you sent me, which begins at 52 seconds. And it's when they get up from the ground, they're both kind of down on the ground and they get up from it with an impossible move um, that just looks insane to us. So we couldn't even begin to understand how they actually pulled this move off. Um, So we asked my little sister, Ashley, to analyze this move for us. Um, We asked her because she's currently pursuing her doctorate in physical therapy at Washington University in St. Louis, which just have to brag on her for a minute. That's the best program in the country. So she is super smart. Um, And so here's what she had to say about the move. So this is a really complicated move, um, and from my limited knowledge so far, um, I think that the movement is most likely starting in the core and the hips, so I think that the um, right hip lateral rotators, so those are muscles like in your butt, like gluteus medius uh, specifically, um, and TFL on the side of your leg, and then the left hip adductors, so the muscles that help you bring your legs like closer together. Um, are helping to pull the legs up and then you've also got a ton of core stability in there so any of your abdominal obliques lower abs all of that sort of stuff all I know is that really looks superhuman and I could never do it because I just tried Okay, so we, before we asked her, we thought that this was all about ankle strength. Like, yeah. we were like, how are the ankles so strong? Yeah, when um, you reached out to me yeah. and you were like, you you were like, 
yo, let me know about your OT mind and what this is. I'm like, I got to be honest. I have to defer this to a PT. Like your sister would know more than me. Like I yeah. really just don't know. I It looks mm-hmm. like ankle strength, but I guess it's core and hips. Yeah. I mean, I would have guessed all ankles there, but um, I thank you, Ashley, for sending us that detailed message. Uh, really interesting to learn that their core and their hips really make this move happen. Um, I love that she was like, they're superhuman. She's not even a stan and she understands. (laughs) Yeah. Um, more about this video overall uh we were really impressed by the dance break but we specifically remember when we talked about this performance on an episode we remember talking about that gym and toss where he's kind of thrown up into the air and he propels his body feet first you know up and over people um it's a move that requires a ton of physical strength on his you know on his part just to hold his body that stiff Mm -hmm. yeah so impressive Something else that we were noticing while watching this dance practice video was all of this tape on the ground. I was wondering, wow, that's somebody's job that they have to put all of this like very specific placement tape down to know where they're going to be on stage. There was so many backup dancers. I think in a practice video like this, it's so easy to see how big of a production it is. And it just really got us thinking about how much work goes into one seven minute performance, you know, and oh, crazy that there's so much that goes into just that one Mm -hmm. thing that they do. It was really impressive to see. And it was really neat to see all the tape on the ground because it's like them setting up what Mm -hmm. the stage is going to look like and how they even have to adapt and modify their dance routines or whatever to accommodate this stage. Yeah. Okay, so lastly, we're going to talk about Jungkook's new single that he put out on SoundCloud, which is Still With You. It was produced by P-Dog and Jungkook. The keyboard, synthesizer, and vocal arrangement is done all by P-Dog. The background vocals is Jungkook. Recording engineers, P-Dog and Dog Bounce. Digital editing, Ghost Loop, Summer Gal. Mix engineer and mastering engineer by Yanga and Big Hit Studios. Uh, We just wanted to lead in with this by really emphasizing that Jungkook wrote this song. He wrote the lyrics and created the melody for this song. P-Dog did all the Mm -hmm. producing and arranging with Jungkook. But like Jungkook really wrote this song, guys. Yeah, he did. Um, We linked in the Google Doc a thread from Twitter explaining how he wrote it. It is um, a transcript from his um, guest live on uh, with Yoongi. Um, So he said that for Festa, he wanted to create a song to show his sincerity towards fans. Um, And he was home alone in his dark room and he came up with four bars of melody. And he immediately went into his workroom, decided on a BPM and completed the melody before sending it off to P-Dog. Um, he also wrote the lyrics alone, although Yungi did say that he asked him for help, but he told him that he didn't need it. He was like, yes, you're so good. You do not him. need. Yeah, he pushed him. He was like, mm-hmm. you got this on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love that. And um, so it's just so cool because this song is so fucking beautiful. Oh my the gosh. melody is it's amazing. The, the melody is incredible. To yeah. see that he was like struck with inspiration with these four bars of melody that just happened to peek into his head at, at one point is like true artistry. Mm, yes. 
oh, I just I I love this inspiration he got. And then the beginning of the song reminds me of Rain from Dark and Wild, the song Rain. Just really mm-hmm. the beginning of it because you can hear rain falling in the background at the beginning of that song. There's also like this kind of staticky vintagey overlay which mm-hmm. this song has too. Totally agree with you. Uh, when I went back and listened to Rain a little bit, I was like, oh, yes, definitely. I get, what you're, get what you're saying. For me, going off the same lines of like Rain and how that kind of feels, I got this very vintage romance feel. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, I could be in Paris with like some Brad and like a lover um, <laughs> because there's this guitar and it's yeah. slightly jazzy, but it's also got that very Jungkook R&B feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, so soulful, so passionate. And like, oh, I think what contributes to the vintage sound is that there's like this filter of a phonograph or maybe record player, but I really believe phonograph because it Mm -hmm. sounds so, so retro. There's like this little bit of static and echo. And I think that what it's what adds to that vintage romance feel. I really love it. I love it too. I, I just, I felt like this song was just a song that you could just listen to and just kind of jam out, vibe a little bit. And the lyrics are, of course, beautiful, but really this melody that he wrote is just, it's unique and it's so him and so so enjoyable. I just, and I love that this is what he wanted to, you know, that that this is what he wrote for us, you know, Mm -hmm. for Festa. Um, Something that I found out when I was looking up lyrics of this um, was some something that somebody had commented on an article, and they talked about his use of language. When he's talking to himself in the song, he speaks casually, but when he's talking to the listener, he uses formal language. So this just shows how much he respects and cares for ARMY. Such a thoughtful, loving boy with so so much passion and emotion. Yeah. We love Jungkook. I love him. Our emo baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's just such a beautiful song. It's so beautiful. It's so so well done. I'm so proud of him. I cannot believe that he wrote all of the lyrics and the melody. So talented. I don't know why, but he always, you know, just says that he's just, you know, he's just continuing on even in his graduation speech. He's just continuing on. But when he does something like this, it's truly exceptional, you know, and I hope that someday he feels that way, that he feels like what he's doing is just so incredible because yeah. it is. I really believe that he has so much ahead of him still beyond BTS. Everything he touches turns into gold. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So we haven't gotten emotional for Jungkook in a while, know, but, but so this great. song was so good. Yeah. Wow. That's our spot episode, you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Very fun to kind of talk through and figure out a way to talk about a bunch of different things that they've been putting out. Um, if you guys liked this kind of format where we just kind of talk about, I guess it's like, um, current events of BTS almost, if you guys enjoyed this then let us know and we can make this, you know, another series for sure. And just whenever there's things piling up that we never get a real chance to work into an episode, well, we can have another spot episode. So, Um, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed any of our previous episodes, there's a few things you can do to let us know. Um, you can reach out to us on social media or 
via email or send us a voice message on our website. Um, you can also write a review on iTunes or really wherever you listen. But those reviews mean so much to us. Um, they help more people learn about the podcast. And we really, really appreciate it when you guys do that. So please consider doing that if you have not already. And of course, you can find links to all of our social media and everything in the description in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.